Today's episode is brought to you by Canva. Uh, We're all looking for ways to make an impact at work, but not all of us are skilled in visual design. A Canva helps you get your point across uh, simply and beautifully. It's easy to design Canva presentations, docs, whiteboards, and videos. You start with a designer-made template and customize it with your content. Uh, plus, add graphics, charts, and more from Canva's massive media library. Whatever department you work in, Canva is perfect for any task. Sales decks, hiring docs, marketing brainstorms, employee videos, you name it. Anyone at work can design with Canva. Start designing today at canva.com. Designed for work. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. This episode is brought to you by Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast. When you think about the future, what kind of technology do you envision? Whatever the future holds, artificial intelligence will undoubtedly be at the heart of it all. Join Graham Class as he hosts Season 2 of Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast, and hears from the minds transforming healthcare, retail, entertainment, personal computing, and more with the help of AI. Tune in every other Tuesday and explore the latest technology that's changing our world today and creating a more accessible tomorrow. Listen to Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up? This is your boy, Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Welcome to BrainStuff, a production of iHeartRadio. Hey, BrainStuff, Lauren Vogelbaum here. Throughout its long life, the Liberty Bell has served as an example of just how vague our collective memories can be, starting with the Bell's famous crack. Historians have theories, but in short, no one knows precisely when or why the bell was damaged. It wasn't even called the Liberty Bell until long after it was hung. When it was first introduced in 1751, it was called the State House Bell because it was created for the steeple of the Pennsylvania State House in Philadelphia. The Liberty Bell nickname came much later, around 1839, when abolitionists leveraged the bell as a symbol in their fight against slavery. Throughout American history, the bell has been used in the service of many different causes, but initially it was just a bell. It was commissioned by the Pennsylvania Provincial Assembly, and it arrived in Philadelphia in September of 1752, after being cast by Lester and Pack, later renamed the Whitechapel Foundry in London. 
It was inscribed with the words, Proclaim liberty throughout all the land unto all the inhabitants thereof, a biblical reference from Leviticus 25.10. And it is a really big bell, measured three feet high with a circumference of 12 feet at the bottom lip. That's about a meter by three and a half meters. Made of around 70% copper and 25% tin, it tips the scales at nearly 2,100 pounds or 950 kilos. Once installed, the bell was used to alert citizens to urgent news, to summon lawmakers to the state house for important business, and as part of funeral ceremonies. Although historians disagree on when the bell cracked, most believe that the crack happened almost immediately after the bell's initial use in 1752, whereupon local officials jumped into action. We spoke via email with Stephen Freed, a journalist, historian, and author who teaches at Columbia University and the University of Pennsylvania. He said, A replacement bell was ordered immediately from England, but in the meantime, local founders John Pass and John Stowe melted down the busted original, added some metal of their own, and made a copy. That copy is what we know as the Liberty Bell, but the foundry in England also sent a replacement, and both hung in the new State House Tower. At the State House, the bell was witness to some of America's most powerful history. It saw gatherings of the Second Continental Congress, as well as countless meetings that sparked the Revolutionary War. In 1777, as the British Army threatened the city, locals removed the bell for fear of it being captured and melted for munitions. It was hidden under the floorboards of a church in Allentown, Pennsylvania. In 1785, it was raised again. But the bell didn't hold any particularly symbolic importance until 1824, when the Marquis de Lafayette, the last surviving French general of the Revolution, went on a year-long public victory tour of all 24 states in the Union. With that grand visit, America saw a resurgence in its national pride. Freed said, The nation first started taking its history seriously, and during his tour, they started calling the building Independence Hall and realizing its importance, along with the importance of the bell. It wasn't until a decade later that the bell's famous nickname took hold. Freed explained, It began being called Liberty Bell in 1835, when the phrase first appeared in a pamphlet published by the New York Anti-Slavery Society, as the title of a rant about the bell never peeling for African Americans. Some historians think that the newer bell was damaged in 1835 when it was rung to mark the death of the then Chief Justice of the United States, John Marshall. Others believe the damage occurred in the early 1840s, either during the celebration of the 4th of July or of George Washington's birthday on February 23rd. The crack might have come about from 90 years of hard use, or it might have been due to the metallic composition of the bell. In 1975, researchers at the Winterthur Museum took a closer look at the bell's makeup using X-ray fluorescence spectroscopy and determined that its high tin content resulted in a brittle composition that was prone to cracking. In any case, crack it did. But in 1846, the people were again determined to ring the bell for Washington's birthday, so they set about making repairs. Using a method called stop drilling, they actually widened the crack which is now 21 inches long and nearly an inch wide, which is about half a meter by two centimeters, so that when the bell was rung, the sides of the crack wouldn't touch. If they could touch, they'd vibrate against each other and generate a terrible buzzing sound. But the repair wasn't successful. 
another crack developed, and the bell sounded no more. But that didn't mean it disappeared quietly. In the late 18 and early 1900s, the bell went on occasional national tours. In 1915, politicians decided to hold a ceremonial ringing of the broken bell in hopes of drumming up support for World War I. It wasn't rung, technically, but tapped with a mallet. That led to the bell becoming a symbol of the immense fundraising effort for the war in the form of buying Liberty Bonds in 1917 and 1918. It was also sent on a national railroad tour with a newfangled lighting system that kept it illuminated each night on its journey aboard the Liberty Bell Special. Citizens flocked to see it. By some estimates, nearly a quarter of the entire country managed to set eyes on this symbol of freedom. And the Liberty Bond drives were a smashing success, raising billions of dollars in war bonds to help the Allied powers win the war. In 2003, the Liberty Bell Center at Independence Hall in Philadelphia opened, which is where the bell now resides. Over the decades, there have been numerous calls to repair it and make it whole, or even to melt it down, balance its composition, and then recast it to make it usable. But a representative for the National Parks Service, which runs the center, said that fixing the bell would serve no purpose, as the crack is its most recognizable feature, and furthermore, might be legally sticky as it's a historical artifact. Freed said of these never-attempted repair plans, all of them have been ridiculous. Because the bell is a more perfect symbol of our desire for a more perfect union than it would ever have been unbroken. The bell is the most enduring, powerful, yet approachable symbol of our country. Even its crack is part of our patriotic, metaphorical landscape. He then recalled the lyrics from the song Anthem by the late Leonard Cohen. Ring the bells that still can ring. Forget your perfect offering. There is a crack in everything. That's how the light gets in. Today's episode was written by Nathan Chandler and produced by Tyler Klang. For more on this and lots of topics that are exactly what they're cracked up to be, visit HowStuffWorks.com. BrainStuff is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. 